We're about to make a beeswax candle with you. I want to show you how easy this is. It took me 15 minutes to melt the beeswax and I did it right before we came on live so that you wouldn't have to wait for that. But this is how I did it. This is an eight ounce jar. And if you did get the tea time kit, this is the jar that came in your kit. There are other jars you can use. Like for instance, recycled I jars. love using recycled jars. This, this was a uh, yogurt jar, a coconut yogurt jar. We're going to put in eight ounces by weight of beeswax. I just want to show you how much beeswax. So, okay, that's an eight, eight ounce jar, but it only has just under four ounces of beeswax. So I'm going to put that in there. It takes two of these, usually double the amount of your container for the amount of beeswax that you need, since it does melt. And this is an eight ounce package of beeswax. It's gonna take the whole thing, but I wanted to show you it. Okay, we'll get all that beeswax out. And then the next thing that we're going to do, let's remove our little scales. Yes. And is I would take this and set it in a pot of warm water, which I've done back here. Now, I have already melted the beeswax, so I'll set this back here. I'm grabbing your mic so you don't trip. How I did this is I used a pot with water in it, I put my beeswax in there, and then I put the handle over the side of the pot so it doesn't get real hot. Now I'm just gonna let this set for a minute as we give you the rest of the information on this. This hemp wick, which there's a link in your recipes that you can find these, I got them on Etsy. They're a flat braided wick, which uh, square braided is how they actually say it, wick, which burns really well with beeswax. And I found this three millimeter wick worked so well in many different sizes of containers, really well in this two inch wide container here. You want to secure your wick, and, if, and many times your glass will have a little emblem at the very center. You want to secure it right in the center if you get it off center, then you'll have an uneven burn. Now, to make this even easier, you can get tabs, which you can put on the very bottom of your wick, like that, and then you take off the piece of paper that's on there. And then I like to have a little spoon to help guide me to that correct spot before I push it down. So, Whoops, oops, my hands are shaking there. I'm not getting it. There we go. And then I just use my little spoon and I push it down really hard so that it can't move when I pour the beeswax in. That's ingenious. Isn't it? Yes. That's a fast way. You can also take a little drop of your beeswax, put it in there, hold it down there until it hardens. Now we want to secure the wick so that it's right in the center. You can use something like a skewer. So, we will get this over here and you just start your wick. And you just start winding it around like that until it's nice and tight. You kind of have to hold, hold it, 
and you want it really nice and centered. There, now I, we're prepared. I see that it's nice and centered. We're prepared for the beeswax. So you have options at this point. If you're going to use essential oils in your candle, for an eight ounce candle, you can use about eight mils of essential oil. So your recipe doesn't have uh, any oils in the recipe because I love just the smell of the beeswax burning. And I noticed that when I put the essential oils in, it was a very, it, I could smell it, but it was a very subtle aroma. But today we're going to put in four ounces of cypress. And if you have the tea time kit, you have the cypress. And I'm going to put in four ounces of red mandarin. And you can use whatever essential oils that you might have on hand. If you're in question at it, look at the flash point of your specific essential oil to make sure that you indeed can put it into a candle. While you're getting that cap off, you are inspiring so many people to make candles. Oh, I just good. want you to know how many comments are flooding in saying, I can't wait to do this. Well, that's the thing. I want to to really show you how easy this can be. Mm -hmm. Now I've put in about four ounces of cypress. It doesn't have to be exact. Right, exact. If you get a little bit more in there, do not worry about that. We are really particular about dilution when you're working with topical blends um, or therapeutic blends. This is going into a candle you're not putting on your skin so you can be a little bit more lenient with yourself. You just want to make sure you don't put a lot in because of the flashpoint uh, situation. Yes, and also always sustainability is important to keep in mind. All right, so now what I suggest if you want to get into candle making is that you take one size jar like I've done here, and those are all, this, all my little yogurt jars are the same size. Experiment with that over and over again. Get the wick that you love the best this hemp wick three millimeter square braid is my favorite and then you can make sure that any troubleshooting you've gone through and then you can start experimenting do different sizes of candles do different types of candles there's a lot of creative things that you can do okay so we've let this cool off almost a little too much <laughs> but i'm going to go ahead and pour in my essential oils Stirring with my little spoon. Ooh. I'll set that off to the side. I'm going to make sure I get all the drops, though. And typically, um, when it starts to solidify around the edges, it's time to pour it. If you don't have time to get to it in that time, just pop it back in your hot water you can put it to remelt. Down here so they can see. Um, yeah, there so, we go. We need to pour it right away. So. You want to pour not too slowly, but not too quickly. So let's do it. Ooh. I love that immediate coating of the beeswax right on the jar. Now I've got beeswax in here and that's just fine because I am going to use this for my candle making from here on out. And that's what I suggest, whatever equipment that you have, that's the equipment that you want to use every time because candle making can be messy business. I noticed that. that my wick shifted a little bit over to the left, so I quickly, before it hardened up, recentered that. Now, I also have a little chef's uh, torch, so if there's something on the top that I don't like, I will just torch it. But if there's a crack 
or suddenly you get distracted while you're pouring or you want to do a second pour on here, it's perfectly fine. You will have a line there and you can see where you've poured, but it doesn't hurt the burning ability of the candle. When this hardens, it's going to take a couple of days before it sufficiently hardens to burn. So you're going to want to wait a little bit. It's hard, I know. And as long as you're pouring one candle, you might as well pour three or four candles once you get on to your first candle. Mm -hmm. The reason why the wick is important is because you want a burn that goes almost to the edge of your candle. I've gotten a lot of candles that I have bought that maybe it's a this big of a opening and it only burns that much. So all that wax is wasted on the sides. No matter how long I burn it, that wick just simply isn't big enough to expand it to almost the edges. Wherever you are watching, if you could do us a huge favor and like, comment, and subscribe, it just helps us get the word out on how to make incredible aromatherapy products in a really approachable, easy, friendly way. Now, you can take your scissors, and what I do is I start unwinding the wick, and I'll just cut it so there's maybe a quarter of an inch left on that wick. Thank you so much for being such a warm, valued part of our community, and we cannot wait to connect very soon. All right, bye for now.